Get ready to talk some baseball. Welcome to the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Layritz. From spring training to the World Series and beyond to the postseason, Jim and his guests tell it like it is and have all of the bases covered. Now, here's Jim Layritz. Welcome, everyone. Can you believe what a week can do for baseball? Oh, my goodness. We have so much to talk about today. There are so many things happening. Uh, Last Friday when we spoke, I had mentioned that I was on my way to the winter meetings. And boy, we we talk about the winter meetings never going to be disappointing. Always something happening. And I can tell you right now, I was there Monday and Tuesday, sat around the lobby, talked to a lot of baseball people, talked to a lot of guys from the Angels. Wow. What happened over the next two days after I left was unbelievable and very unexpected. And today we're going to talk about all that. And, of course, we have a guest coming up a little bit later who was with me at the winter meetings, and that was Jesse Sanchez from MLB.com. He is the national writer for MLB.com. We'll be talking to him very soon. But the big news, the great news for me, I just moved to California. I got to tell you guys, I, I started to think that maybe I'm a good luck charm. You know, I, I was living in Miami, and Miami Heat got LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and they started their little thing. I moved to California, and guess what? All of a sudden, what is happening? Albert Pujols, C.J. Wilson coming to the Los Angeles Angels right here in my backyard. I cannot believe how fortunate we are. This is unbelievable. This is something that I'm telling you, being at the winter meetings, I was there speaking to Socia, speaking to some of the Angel guys, some of the Padre guys. The Angels, I tell you what, I I will never play poker with any of those guys because they held their hands so tight. No one was talking about Albert Pujols. They had talked a little bit about C.J. Wilson. They talked a little bit about, hey, maybe we'll take a chance. Maybe, you know, but he's a third, fourth starter on our team. We don't want to pay him the big money. Well, maybe we'll be interested. But this Albert Pujols thing, was nowhere on anybody's radar. Uh, I think even my own self, who knows Albert pretty well, uh, I felt that Albert would probably stay in St. Louis because he was part of the community. You know, he's a real loyal guy. He's a guy that's and you know that that's that just you know would take probably less money to stay there. And uh, when Jesse comes on, I'm going to talk to him a little bit about that because Jesse stayed at the winter meetings all the way through Thursday and uh, probably had a little more time to talk to people about the reaction. Um, and I, I missed out on some of that. So, just but but being but him leaving St. Louis, you know, you have to wonder with Tony Larusa gone, with maybe you know Matt Matheny. I don't know his relationship with him, uh, Mike Matheny. I mean, and uh, so a lot of things going on that maybe maybe are the reason why he did that. But you know, one of the things I'm listening to in the radios out here, you know, because this is like angel heaven out here, and of course. Everyone is on the bandwagon, just like you would expect them to be. Uh, that you know, there's no no doubt about it that the World Series goes through Los Angeles this year, uh, and with the Angels, not the Dodgers. Um, but just just one of those things that you just wonder. You just wonder. Uh, is, is it a lot of hype, or is it something that you know we can expect? But I, I listening to most people on the radio talk about this uh, out here. They're all talking about. You know, what about years 7, 8, 9, and 10? And, you know, I look at it this way. It's a 10-year deal. Here is a guy that is 
a great community, a great community guy. He is a great, uh, you know, he'll, he'll come out here, he'll do charity work. He'll be a part of this. He's going to give you at least five or six more good years. And with the DH, be able to change a little bit. But also, what a lot of people haven't talked about, and I haven't heard anyone say this yet, all right, is what about this guy after baseball? What about front office? What about community? What about things that you could get to do? Let's just say the last two years of his contract, and I know $20 million is a lot to pay a guy to do that kind of work. But you know what? Here's something where you can still get the benefit of Albert Pujols. And, you know, I can tell you one thing. After a player is done playing, they don't make, you know, there's no there's no more salary. There's no more thing coming in. And no matter how much they've saved, no matter how much they put away, they always want to spend more. And if you go to Albert Pujols and say, listen, we're going to sign you. You've got $25 million we're owed to you. We're going we're gonna to go, we're going to put it over the next 10 years. And you take a little bit of money off your salary cap. I think Albert Pools might be open to that. So that's there are some options that the Angels have. If at the end of this contract, let's just say the last two years, Albert Pools isn't capable of being on the field and being a, a, a contributing factor to the Angels, there are other things that they can be creative with for him to be able to do. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the other deals going on, uh, some of the teams that didn't make deals, and some of the surprises and. Uh, like I mentioned just before, I was there Monday and Tuesday. I got a chance to run into my old buddy, guy that I used to work with, guy that I spent a lot of time with during during my days at MLB.com. And it's uh, Jesse Sanchez of MLB.com, his national reporter. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey, Timmy, thank you for having me on. Hey, listen, I left you on Tuesday, and you know, you and I were sitting in the lobby talking, and just oh well, you know, it's kind of boring. There hasn't really been anything happening. You know, you and I talked a little bit about what we thought with Pools, and we said, well, it sounds like a lot of hot air. He's probably going to go back to St. Louis after all. Jess, I mean, you were there the next – I left on Tuesday. You were there the final two days when this deal went down. Tell me your reaction, number one, but also the reaction, everybody there. Well, it was kind of – it was bananas. I mean, it was uh, – you know, first of all, uh, I guess people were reporting mystery teams for both clubs. I mean, for CJ and for Pujols. C.J. Wilson, and people weren't sure what was going on. You know, mystery team, is it real? Is it not? Angels are denying that they're in, involved in any of these negotiations. And, you know, it just kind of just happened, and it, it took the winter meetings by storm. I think it's in the beginning, everybody was talking about the Marlins at the beginning of the week, and at the end, everybody's talking about, you know, the Angels and Albert Pujols and the new-look uh, team from Anaheim. Uh, my reaction you know, I was there in 2001 when the Rangers signed Alex, Alex Rodriguez. And there are a lot of similarities. There's this hype. There's this buzz. Remember at the time, Alex, he was 24, something like that, just hitting the prime of his career, the best player in the game, 10 years, 250. I mean, there are a lot of similarities. But just from my perspective, I saw how that all played out. I mean, Alex ended up being the best player in the game. He won a couple MVPs with the Rangers. But they needed more than just him. I mean, he could only bat once in every couple innings. He couldn't pitch. Uh, he didn't come in to close games. Um, he definitely did his part, but it's tricky. I mean, I, I, me, I'm just kind of cautious and hesitant to put the crown on the Angels just yet because, as, as you know, you know, former player, it's more than just names, and it's, it's a real team effort. Sometimes it's the 25th man the 18th man on the roster that went to the World Series. 
So who, I mean, who knows how this thing's going to play out? Exactly. Well, I, and, and like you mentioned before, you know, the, when you look at the A Rod deal and you look at the age, he was only twenty four. You know, Pools is thirty one. Um, you know, whether he has more good years behind already or more good years in front will, will remain to be seen. But I think one of the things that that when I look at that um, is just what over one hundred and sixty two games is what what you pay this guy for. But honestly, when you bring a name in like this, you're bringing him to win a championship. And Jesse, we see how hard it is to win a championship. I mean, the Yankees have had some of the best individual players of all time in the game on their team. I mean, that roster that they have right now is, you know, there's three or four Hall of Famers on that. But they've won one championship with that group over the last eight years. You know, this is something that I think a lot of people – don't they, they don't see, but I also feel like you know when they say, "Well, why did the Angels do this? Is it going to benefit them?" Well, I'm going to tell you, Jess. Right now, the buzz out here, it's going to put seats in the stands. It's going to put those extra those 81 home games. They're going to be sold out. They're going to be. It's not going to be that anymore. And really, that's where the the club's investment, where they make their money back. And a lot of people look at that and say, "Okay, well, you know." Are they getting their money's worth? They will get their money's worth over a long run because with polls, with the club that they're going to put on the field, I think they're going to put more seats in the face, in the stands. What about what, what do you think? Oh, I think so. I mean, Angels always have a – I mean, when I cover the Rangers and I'd go back and visit there every now and then, it didn't seem like filling the stands was a big problem. There were always seemed to be fans there. There were bananas with their thunder sticks and their rally monkeys and their – you know, fur hat, the red and white fur hats and all that. Crazy. <laughs> yep. You know, but, uh, you know, I, I think he'll generate a buzz. You know, I mean, I think American leaguers, American league fans are also curious to see what the best player in the game does every single day. You know, I mean, the hardcore fans will always be there. I definitely think the casual fans will start checking it out. It's going to be a cool place to go. And as you know, in California, or as in a lot of places, you want to go to the cool thing. You want to be part of the cool club. And that's, and that's going to be a cool place to go, to go see Albert, you know, and see how he plays and see what the deal is. And, you know, I think it could also spark the interest of new fans, you know, turn, you know, new fans into casual, maybe into hardcore. I mean, I think it's definitely good for the club. I mean, it's good for the Angels. Let me ask you a question like this. You know, we just saw what happened with LeBron James and the basketball and, you know, leaving a city that he was endeared and loved and, what do you think the St. Louis, or, you know, you've been out there. What about the St. Louis people? What have you heard from them as far as their reaction to this? You know what? I think uh, just listening here and here and there on the radio and see on some television, you know, there's a couple random people doing the burn jerseys thing. Uh, I know people are upset. But I, I wonder if it's more of a, like when your brother moves away, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Right. Rather than, you know, your brother turned his back on the family, kind of. I mean, he, he was there for 11 years. They won two championships. There's so much, so many great memories. I mean, what really, what else can you ask for from the guy? You know, he, every man, every woman works every day to put themselves in a position to have more success, to make more money, to provide more security, and he's doing that. You know, and I don't know if it's hard to fault him for taking a 
what he feels is a better offer for him and his family. You know, I think that's what everybody in their world looks for. You know, there will be fans who will, you know, be irrational and illogical and all of that. But I think truly, if the Cardinals fans live up to this reputation as the best fans in baseball, as a lot of people say, they will get it. I mean, I hope they get it. I mean, come on, he gave you a decade and two two rings. And two rings, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not sure. He's not betraying you. He just made a business decision, and hopefully we're all in the same position one day to make a business decision to provide for all of our families. Well, I think if you look at it, you know, I've played out here, and I think a lot of, you know, the Midwest during the baseball season is not the, you know, the greatest place weather-wise. Uh, Albert's getting up, you know, going to be getting up in age, you know, and the warmer weather, just like Jose Reyes says, Florida's going to be better for him. You know, the weather out here is unbelievable. You know, every day you go to the ballpark, you're going to play. You know what the conditions are going to be. It doesn't change too much out here. And I think that has a little bit to do with it, too. I think Albert sees this is a major market. And St. Louis, as much as it is that baseball-rich tradition, and it's, you know, the baseball town of all towns, it's not a very big market. And this market, when he comes out here, he now joins the Kobe Bryants. He now joins some of the big names. And I think that has to be a little bit of attractive to him, too, because as great as Albert Pujols is in the game, I don't think his off-the-field stuff is, is, is measured up to the Derek Jeters and the A-Rods and those guys. Right. You know, I think you have a point there. And um, Albert is famous for being the best player in the world, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, the best baseball player. I don't know if he's just famous for his exposure, but he, it seems like he could have had, he could be have this amount of fame anywhere he played because he's that good. And now he's adding that skill set to a major market, and who knows what the future is. I mean, who, who knows where he goes from here? I mean, obviously, he's going to focus on the the field, and that's his bread and butter, and all that. But it's, I mean, if you're have a marketing company, or if you have a product, or if you're a owner of a television station, how would you not want this guy? You know, so it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, th- that phase of his career goes. Jesse, how how attractive do you think? Also, the fact that the, that the DH is in the American League, how attractive was that to him? Do you think? You know what? I mean, knowing Albert, I know him a little bit, and, and, and you know guys like this, Jim, they want to play every single day. You know, and I think that will help him in the future. I'm not sure how big of a factor it was. Um, you know how it is. Even if guys are tired, they want to admit they're tired. Even if guys want a day off, it's kind of like in you pro players' DNA to still want to go out there and do it. But I think... You know, thinking into the future, he has to realize this is a great option for him, even on days that, you know, he can't go, he can't play first, or if he wants to extend his career to fulfill all 10 years, you know, that DH will come in handy. Right. Well, I think, I think so, and I think so more so the last three or four maybe years of this contract. You know, and just before I brought you on, I was talking about that, about how you know you can become creative if let's just say he's not productive anymore and you know it looks like he's not going to be uh, you know a good addi- you can use something like this to put him in the front office you know you can combine that you, know, you can get creative towards the last couple of years but you know I watched Edgar Martinez I watched the Paul Molitars you know 
They they played five more years, four more years, when you knew they couldn't even get out on the field and do anything. So I think the hitting part, uh, you know, I can tell you right now, Jesse, I can go out and hit right now. I just can't run. You know, uh, yeah. you know, it's it's. I think the DH will help him uh, maybe in the last three or four years of that contract to really make it worth what the Angels have put out. So, so we'll see how that goes. But, hey, listen, we're going to take a quick break. I want to come back afterwards. Now that we've talked about pools, we've talked about the Angel moves, now let's talk a little bit more about what's going to be the rest of the league and what everybody else is going to have to do. So we will be back in one minute with Jesse Sanchez, and we will be talking more free agent signings. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter formerly with the arizona cardinals san diego chargers and st louis rams kwame's got the experience so he's prepared to talk sports with you Every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Jim Lahrens is a two-time World Series champion, motivational speaker, and author of Catching Heat, a brutally honest book about the highs and lows of a professional athlete and life after baseball. Most people know Jim as a man who has always beaten the odds. Jim has never forgotten that with hard work, dedication, and God's power, one can overcome anything. Visit JimLayritz.com to get a copy of Jim's book or to schedule Jim for your next corporate fundraiser or event. The address again is JimLayritz.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Lairitz. It's time to hear from you. Call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at jimlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Of course, I am on the line with Jesse Sanchez, MLB.com national reporter. Jesse, we've been talking a lot about Albert Pujols. We're talking about a lot about the Angels, what they're doing. Real quick, I just want to touch on, before we go from the Angels to somebody else, C.J. Wilson. You know, I think you saw me the other night. I was standing out in the lobby with, I think it was Bill Bavese, Sosha, uh, Tim Mead, and a couple of guys, Gary DeSarcina from the Angels. And Jess, I, I, I really, I, I, now that I've 
had a chance to talk with these guys. I'm never going to play poker with Socha and those guys because I asked them about yeah. C.J. Wilson, and they told me absolutely not. He's a third, fourth starter. We can't afford. What do you think about that? And did, did that surprise you? Because I all the talk that I heard there was, yes, he's from California, he's from here, but at the same time, no one's going to pay him the money he deserves because he's a free agent to be a number three or four starter. What do you think about that deal? You know what? I think. I mean. First, I guess I want to give credit to CJ. You know, he he's come a long way. You know, from a starter who got beat around to a middle to a reliever to a closer. You know, and he's worked himself into this position. But the reality is, he only has two years as a starter under his belt. You know, and they're at sometimes some of the most critical points of the season, especially the postseason. He wasn't. He didn't perform at his best when people really counted on him. You know, uh, as a person, he's awesome. His work ethic is incredible. I think he was, you know, he was the top pitcher on the market. I guess my opinion, and I want to say this in the best, in the most respectful way, I think he benefited from this year's free agent market, this free agent, uh, you know, class. He was the top of the class. I think the Rangers' evaluation of him, you know, maybe a four-year, uh, $60 million deal would be something he would potentially get in another year. But I don't know. I think you got to look at the, the club that knows him the best. you got to look at the club that drafted him, that trained him, that developed him. And if they, are, if they make the lowest offer of the three teams out there, that kind of says something, you know. So good for C.J., you know, everybody wants to land a big deal, the big contract, you know, whatever field you're, you're, you're in. I think the Angels probably overpaid. I think they know that, but they have to make a push. You know, maybe Artem Moreno's, you know, he's taking charge again. You know, a lot of stuff has happened in Anaheim over the past year or just the past few months. So who knows? I mean, this sounds like an owner decision more than a front office decision. Yeah, I think so. I think one of the things, too, you could see last year towards the end of the season, the Angels' offense is what really hurt them, and they've made the moves now. They've got they've got Pujols. They even signed, you know, one one thing that we talked about, yeah, the big names are coming, but it's some of the little names that really make a difference. And I think the Chris Iannetti signing was a huge signing for the Angels because basically what they did is they said, okay, we made a mistake on Napoli. We're going to go get somebody just like him. And we're going to take another chance on somebody else. And I think Ionetta is going to wind up being a big part of this this team also just because of the offense that he brings to that catching position that last year was such a headache for the Angels. I agree. I mean, Jim, if you know, look at the uh, the minor signings. They're not really minor signings. They're solid signings. Ionetta is a solid player. That's a baseball decision, you know. Troy Hawkins, he's going to help the bullpen. You know that's that's a good signing. I mean, the Albert that's a that probably comes from the very top. You know, right, when you spend right. that much money, I'm not sure how many general managers or front office people would want to invest that much money in a in you know one player, knowing they have to build teams for you know every year. You know, uh, the CJ. That that seemed like the market dictated that contract. 
You know, I mean, there, it's a lot of interesting things. There. And one thing you can really take out of it is they're making a push. And they kind of put themselves in that position, especially where their payroll is going to be 170 or whatever next year. It's World Series or bust. So it's on. <laughs> it's on in yeah. the AL West. We'll see. Well, now, now we talk about the AL West, and you sit back there and you wonder, okay, now Texas has lost. Let's talk a little bit about Texas. They've lost C.J. Wilson, uh, you know, the, the part of their rotation. Um, they haven't made a lot of moves yet. What do you think? And I think, you know, we, we've talked a lot about it and speculated that this would be now a chance if they want to really keep up with the Joneses in that division. Prince Fielder, I think, would have to be on their radar. What do you think about that? I think so. I think you can't rule anything out with the Rangers. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if they're into the uh, punch, counterpunch thing, but they are into making good baseball sound decisions. you got to remember their, their owner is Nolan Ryan. You know, part of the ownership is Nolan, right? He's the president, and it, so ultimately, I mean, what I'm saying, he's a baseball guy, and he's not going to fall in love with players, and he's not going to, you know, maybe overpay or not do without hesitating. So maybe if they go for a prince, it is a they'll see it as a solid baseball move. This will help us out for the next eight years or seven years, and uh, we'll be fine. I mean, I don't know if they're feeling that pressure that sometimes happens with teams and, you know, sometimes happens out east where, you know, the Yankees, Red Sox, or different clubs, maybe uh, different teams want to just match the other. You know, I'm not sure. I mean, talking to Nolan, talking to John Daniels, their GM, they're really calm, really level-headed. They seem content. Again, everybody has a great poker face in baseball. So we'll see, man. All right, well, let's stay with the American League a little bit longer, then we'll switch to the National. But let's talk a little bit about two teams that really didn't do much. And let's talk about the number one, the Red Sox, who, of course, have changed management, changed their, everything else. A lot, of, a lot of big changes there. Tell me a little bit about what you think about the Red Sox and really not doing much and where they stand. And, you know, one of the things, Jesse, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering still. You know, I look at this Red Sox team, and they're they're pretty strong still. They got a hole in right field. They got a hole in shortstop. Do you see them making some type of move to be able to maybe bolster up that part of their lineup? And what do you see the Red Sox doing? You know, I, I think so, Jim. I mean, it's rare when a team like the Yankees or the Red Sox don't fill the hole. You know, sometimes clubs, my, uh, smaller market clubs or middle market clubs, they, don't, they just don't have the resources to fill a hole. So they'll start it off, start the season off with a utility guy short, or maybe a minor leaguer that probably should be in AAA there. I mean, I would be very surprised if the Red Sox don't have somebody, you know, a, a name big leaguer at short. And, and then you look at their history, they had Alex, I think they had Alex Gonzalez, Marco Scudero, these guys are good major league players, but they aren't the biggest stars in the game. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, maybe even someone like a Raphael Furcal, or I guess Alex Gonzalez just signed, but that type of player. You know, someone who's a solid, good player. He doesn't have to carry the team, but he's kind of been there, done that. You know, because they're so strong all around the field that they don't need a a stud shortstop. They don't need Jose Reyes or a Hanley to carry them. You know, I'll be really surprised if they don't 
fill all those gaps because that's just what they do. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think about it? And this is just me looking at the names that are out there, and I don't think Jimmy Rollins has signed yet with Philadelphia, and they really haven't made a commitment there yet, I think, with him. What do you think about somebody like a Jimmy Rollins coming in there? Why? I mean, here's the thing. And as you know, Jim, in baseball, why not? You yeah. know, you can, there are zero certainties in baseball. You never know what's going to happen. And why not? You know, uh, you know, we can say as reporters or radio hosts or fans or whatever that he's a horrible fit, but maybe Sherrington believes he's a great fit. And maybe ownership thinks he's a great fit. And, the front, and their coaching staff thinks he's a great fit. So why not? I mean, I think pretty much any short stuff out there on the free agent market, including Rollins, can play somewhere. I mean, who would have thought Papelbon would pitch for the Phillies? Right. You know? So this is baseball. I mean, anything can happen, and I, w- I wouldn't rule that out at all. All right, so we've talked about some of the two teams out west that are strong. Now we talked about the Red Sox. I- I've got to talk about my team. Got to talk about the Yankees, and of course not doing anything, but yet they're still kind of standing pat. They did pick up the Japanese shortstop uh, within, I forgot his name. What's his name? I think the Wama, they, I'm not sure I, I pronounced that. I, I, say, I can't even <laughs> pronounce it. So anyway, they did pick up him. But what do you think as far as the Yankees now sitting back watching all this happen? Uh, you know, Brian Cashman did come out and talk about the fact that they wanted to get some, uh, some pitching. And that's where they thought that was their biggest need. Do you think the Yankees are going to be in this, you know, this bidding uh, for Yo Darvish? You would think so. Uh, you would think so. I mean, they, today, I guess they signed Freddie Garcia to a minor league deal. I think it was a minor league deal. I'm not sure, but I know they signed Freddie. And uh, you probably played against Freddie. These, at this point of his career, he's a stopgap guy. You know, last year they signed Bartolo Colon. At one time it was Bartolo and Freddie in the rotation, right. Which, right. which would have been awesome in 2002. You know, but you look nine years later, like, they're still getting guys out but they're kind of at the tail end of their career, and they're fighting to stay on, and they're still, you know, they still are legitimate major leaguers, but they're just at a different phase of their career. I mean, the the Yankees definitely definitely need guys. You know, I mean, especially if you sign Freddie, as good as Freddie was last year, that's a sign we still need guys, but we can sign Freddie. We think we know what he has. We have an idea what he can do, but we will see. I mean, uh, I will not be surprised to see them go on the, uh, you know, bid for you, Darvish, at all. Yeah, I, th- I would think that if they were able to get in that sweepstakes and, w- and get Darvish, that they possibly would then think about making a trade, possibly for an A.J. Burnett or somebody like that, That because you know, I think A.J.'s kind of worn out his welcome there. And if they can move him and get maybe some back-end help in the bullpen. There's, they got a lot of the one thing about the Yankees is they don't have too many holes. And it's just a matter of getting guys healthy and getting guys, you know, back to play. And I think, you know, for them more than anything else. Um, but a guy like a Darvish, to me, would be the one way the Yankees would make their splash, uh, the way they always seem to to do something. So, so we'll see what happens there. I think uh, we'll wait to see. But just you can give me. We can go to the National League when we come back. But we got to take another quick break right here, and then we'll talk a little bit about National League and uh, and see where see where they're going. So. We will be back in two minutes to talk about the National League.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done. And Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. You may not know all their names but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're inside the king's corner talking baseball with jim layritz it's time to hear from you call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144 that's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at gemlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And, of course, we're on the line with Jesse Sanchez of MLB.com. Jesse, we've talked a lot about the American League so far. We feel like, you know, with the four teams that we talked about, those are going to be the ones that we all keep an eye on. Let's switch it over now to the National League. And before these winter meetings started, of course, you know, there was a lot of rumor what's going to go on and happen. And sure enough, the one team that I think surprised a lot of people is the Florida Marlins and some of the moves that they've made. Let's talk a little bit about what they're doing and bringing in Jose Reyes, uh, Mark Burley, and a couple of the guys that are bringing in. Tell me, what do you think about these moves? And, you know, this is a team that for so many years has never had any money to be able to do these things, moving into a new ballpark. Did they find a new investor? Did they find someone to say, hey, listen, we'll back you and we're going to give you all this money? What's going on with the Marlins? And tell me a little bit about their moves and what you think about that. You know, I think uh, the question of the winner is, like you mentioned, where did the money come from? You know, just because they have a, a track record and a history of, you know, having one of the lowest payrolls in the game. Um, and I don't know if I, I mean, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe, um, I think the ballpark has part to do with it. You know, um, they're helping fans fill that ballpark and you know, generate, you know, revenue that way. Um, I don't know anything about, you know, a new investor coming in or anything like that. But one thing I know for sure, they are not messing around. So, you know, they've spent a lot of money over the past week or so. And uh looks like they want to make a nice little run. Now, we talk about you know, some of the talk that was going on there at the winter meetings. You know, I, I saw Ozzie Guillen there. I talked to him a little bit. Uh, his comment was, yeah, you know what? I have no problem. I think I said, what about when Reyes gets here? What if Hanley doesn't want to go to third? I know the A-Rod Jeter thing is a great example to show these guys and say, listen, look what happened with these two guys. You know, they made the moves. They did this. 
and they won a championship. What do you think about doing this? But what happens if going we go into spring training and Haley Ramirez says, you know what, I, I don't like this move after all. What do you see happening there with, the, with that situation? You know what, and, you know, I think it's easy to, when people bring up how, you know, Alex moved to, to third and, you know, so Derek could play shortstop. And that's probably the only similarities in the situation because, you know, A-Rod wanted out of Texas. He wanted out. He wasn't happy in Texas. He and Buck Showalter, the manager, didn't have the greatest relationship. Shoot, kind of jokingly, I would say Alex would play center field if he could play for the Yankees. You know, so him, right. he, he just wanted to move. I mean, Alex was going to go down as one of the greatest shortstops to ever play shortstop and one of the best players to ever play shortstop. He made the move because he wanted to move. He wanted out of Texas. He wanted to play for the Yankees. He had his money already. It wasn't an, money was not an issue. So, in that way, that's what Alex's situation. With Hanley, he's basically told, you're moving to third. That's right. it. Right, right. Right, and, 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 and to me, that's, that's, that's going to be a big issue. I mean, you spend all this money, you bring in this big name. I mean, just two years ago, you, you, know, you signed Hanley to his big deal. And, you know, you made him the face of the Marlins. And, you know, it, to me, it's not similar to the A-Rod thing. If I, you know, if, if someone tries to give Hanley that line or his agent that line and say, no, well, look at what A-Rod did with that, it, it's different because A-Rod moved because he was coming into Jeter's team. Reyes is right. coming into Hanley's team, but Hanley is the one that has to move. So I think there might be a little bit more tension and a little bit more problems uh, with that happening. Than, than the other one. I agree. I agree. And you remember, and think, Jim, um, say Jose Reyes wants to take a day off, and they're going to put Emilio Benefacio or someone at shortstop because they're not going to move Hanley back. You know, they're not going to move him back and forth. Once they move him to third base, he's the third baseman for the Marlins. So, you know, I, it's, it, it's just human nature. How's he going to look over, look to his left and see someone else? that he knows he's better than, you know, a backup or whatever, playing his position. You know, it is going to be really interesting, especially with Hanley and his reputation isn't always being the most mature type of player. I mean, he's still a young guy, and sometimes he'll pop off, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm just saying he's just a, a developing young man, just like every young man is, you know. And he doesn't have that track record of being Mr. Team. You know, he has a track record of being one of the best players in the game and playing for Team Hanley. So we will see. I mean, it will be really interesting when he looks to his left and he sees, you know, a backup playing his position. You well, know, I think, yeah, I, I think mean, that's where Ozzy, that's where Ozzie Guillen is going to have his work cut out for him. Is and, and you know what? Like I said before, I don't know the relationship Ozzy has. That may be a benefit. That may be that may help them. But I can see that being. Being a big, becoming a, maybe an issue, or at least a year of getting used to doing that, until Hanley makes that adjustment completely. But uh, you know, we talk about some of the guys that these Mar- the Marlins are bringing in, and I mean, they they have you know they brought in Heath Bell as their closer. Uh, they've made the moves to make them strong in that NL East. But let me ask you a question, Jesse. I look at the rosters, I look at the teams, I look at the Phillies, I look at the the Braves. Even with these moves the Marlins have made, I still look at the Marlins as possibly being a third place club. Right, right. I mean, I mean, I always compare 
like teams like the Yankees or teams like the Phillies to that boxer, Floyd Mayweather Jr. The only people that are going to beat Floyd Mayweather Jr. is age. Father Time is going to beat these guys. It's like Father Time will beat the Yankees. Father Time will beat the Phillies. You know, their rosters are stacked. And the only thing, if you want to criticize these rosters, are their age. So, you know, I think you've got a point. I mean, they're still going to have to compete. I mean, it's going to be a tough division, but I don't think you can crown the Marlins the new champs of the you know, NL East. Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, with the Phillies and the situation they're in, depending on what they do with Rollins, depending on some of the moves they make, uh, they're still the cream of the crop in that division. And, you know, the Braves are just the Braves. Are just the Braves. They somehow find a way to do it. And I still think they're going to be one of the tougher teams in that division uh, going forward now. Let's take a look a little bit about some of these National League teams. I mean, one of the things now with St. Louis losing, of course, Tony LaRusso, losing Pools, uh, bringing in a new manager. They can't be the favorites anymore. And, of course, Milwaukee could have been the next favorite. Then all of a sudden they're going to lose Fielder. What do you think about the Central Division, and who do you see as emerging as possibly you know, the, the, the leading guy, the leading team to, to win that division? You know, it's really tough. I mean, I, I think right now you have to just look between the Brewers and the Cardinals, but they both lost their main men. <laughs> you know, But the thing about the Brewers, they still have Ryan Braun. You know, they still have some decent pitching. And we'll see what happens there. And, and then I guess maybe just one of my rules, and I'll just give credit to the defending champs. You know, they found a way. Even I mean, they obviously lost the best player in the game, but we'll see how they adjust. You know, one thing that I've noticed from the Cardinals over the last year is they're pretty resilient. You know, during all the injuries, when Albert went out, they kind of just found a way to win. And we'll see. I mean, there is, I don't know if there's a favorite in that division. I really don't. I mean, Astros are struggling. We'll see what happens with the Cubs. Uh, Brewers, the Reds. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know if you can really point it. Maybe it's going to be one of those surprise teams that comes out and wins the division, and then at the end of the year you'll have guys like me and you and say, oh, yeah, we picked those guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we felt those guys were the big big ones. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I think one of the things that even though the Cardinals lose pool holes, they get they get Wainwright back, and I think that's going to help. You know, pitching in that division always seems to be the the the, the big thing with Carpenter, and and if Wainwright <laughs> comes back healthy, uh, you know that's a big 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 kick for them. Uh, but I think it also too buys it takes a little bit of pressure off Matheny uh, to to have to to win right away too because now he's you know he's been decimated with some of the guys on the team. So I still think they're they're probably going to be the favorite. Um, but, you know, Milwaukee surprised a lot of people last year. And, of course, the Cubs, who knows what they're going to be doing um, in, in, in that division. So now the other team that I think has made a lot of great moves, but very quietly, and that's in the, in the NL West, is the, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers. When you look at some of these deals, and I think it was four or five deals that they just made, Jesse, when you look at those deals, do you see this? I know the Dodgers are, you know, the front office stuff is the front office stuff. But the moves that they've made with these players that they've signed, have they strengthened themselves and made themselves one of the top teams in the NL West? You know, I think so, Jim. I think they're going to sneak up on some people, you know. The people aren't paying attention are going to sneak up. They're going to wake up and look at the standings and see the Dodgers 
in the upper half or maybe on top just because last year was just such a chaotic year for them. On the field, off the field, it was just uh, bananas. You know, and despite all that, they had a, an awesome second half of the season. You know, now they had a, some veteran guys, Jerry Harrison Jr., Kershaw is going to be even better. Matt Kemp just seems to get better and better. Uh, we will see. I mean, I definitely think that's a team that can surprise someone, even though their names, the, the guys they have signed, aren't like the, definitely the guys that make the big headlines. But these are gamers. You know, these are kind of guys that win you games. So we'll see. I mean, uh, I think it'd be naive and a little bit foolish to like overlook the Dodgers going into next year. Well, I think so, and I think Arizona had a great run last year, and of course, with the, the, the coaching staff they have, I think they got the most out of the players that they had. I don't see that maybe repeating itself again. They could. They could, because you just you, you just never know when you have guys like Alan Trommel, Don Baylor, Gibson, coaching guys, they're, they're not going to let things, you know, they're not going to let anybody come to the park one day and, and take a day off. They're going to make sure they get 100%, so... That'll be interesting to see what that division does because Colorado made a couple trades, but very minor trades. Uh, that division, I think, is wide open. So we'll see what happens. Right. But um, you know, I think I think right now the one thing that I see, and one of the things in, both in the American League and the National League, is the fact that the parity is starting to come back. And even though we're having a lot of, we, you know, we don't have those players staying with one team anymore. I think with all these players moving around and the free agency things, that we've we've created a parity in baseball that's really made these divisions even more interesting. No, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, who would have thought the Rangers would be in their back-to-back World Series? You know, I mean, you look at. I mean, we were just talking about the AL West. I mean, the NL West. They're all pretty even. You know, uh, look. We couldn't pick a division champ for the NL Central. You know, the elite teams in the AL East. I mean, can you really hand it to anybody? You know, you can't. And how about the AL West? You know, I mean, the top two favorites are the Rangers and the Angels. But you know, Oakland could sneak up on somebody. Exactly. So, um, I think you nailed it on the parity thing. I mean, if you're a baseball fan going into spring training. Of course you have to think, this is my year, right? This is our year. But you know what? You might not be wrong. This could be it because there, a lot of these teams are evenly matched. Things go the right way for you. Things go the wrong way for another team. Boom, you're in a postseason. Yeah, I think so. Just listen, we got one more segment coming up. I think i got to take a quick break again. This last segment I want to cover, the one thing we haven't talked about, and we'll, we'll finish up with him, The last, our last segment, is Prince Fielder. So, we will be right back in two minutes with Talk About Prince to the pros we, we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports jim lawrence is a two-time world series champion motivational speaker and author of catching heat a brutally honest book about the highs and lows of a professional athlete and life after baseball 
Most people know Jim as a man who has always beaten the odds. Jim has never forgotten that with hard work, dedication, and God's power, one can overcome anything. Visit JimLayritz.com to get a copy of Jim's book or to schedule Jim for your next corporate fundraiser or event. The address again is JimLayritz.com. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're inside the King's Corner, talking baseball with Jim Lairitz. It's time to hear from you. Call in to our live show at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. You can also send an email to info at jimlayritz.com. Now, back to the show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We are talking with Jesse Sanchez. We are talking all of baseball. We've covered the American League. We've covered the National League. We've been talking about team impacts and things like that. Well, Jess, I want to close this last thing talking about is one guy that could possibly sign with either one of these leagues and could make a huge impact, and that's one guy we haven't talked about yet, and that's Prince Fielder. Where do you think, number one, his best thing and now he's sitting back, and he sees this deal for Pujols. He's six years younger or five years younger than Albert Pujols. Where do you see him going, and where do you see he has the most impact? Well, I mean, you still have to look at the big market team, and then you have to cross out the rate, the Yankees because they have Mark Teixeira, and then you cross out the Red Sox because, you know, they have Adrian Gonzalez. Uh, big market team can probably take him. Uh, Chicago Cubs. The Rangers also have money, um, you know, and maybe the Dodgers sneak up. I mean, but they are in such a transitional kind of, you know, phase of you know their franchise. Uh, in normal normal circumstances, they would be big players for him. We'll see. I mean, wherever he goes, he's going to make an immediate impact. I know Albert has grabbed a lot of the headlines, as well deserved. But when Prince Fielder signs. I mean, somebody is going to get a superstar who wants who plays 162 games a year, and he's a he's a good dude, and he's going to help somebody immediately. I mean, and we'll see. I mean, he'll go to a big market team, or maybe someone like the Nationals. I mean, I think they surprised a lot of people last year when they signed Jason Worth, you know, uh, for that big contract. I mean. Uh, Prince will not get cheated <laughs> on the contract. Exactly, he's going to get his money. But you know, when I look at it too, I, I you always wonder, you know, players that the, the money that we're making now and things like that. Uh, it's it's about maybe having a chance to win. And if I look, if I'm Prince Fielder, uh, I look at what the Angels have done, and I say, listen, Texas has been in the World Series the last two years. What a way to what a, what a place to go to to start a rivalry, to start this, you know. American League West, really, I think if he goes to the Rangers, I think that is probably, I to me, his best move. Because you go to the Cubs, you're not guaranteed. You know, you're almost guaranteed to lose because that's what they, all they do. But at the same time, you know, I, I, you know, 
does, if St. Louis, you know, everybody's talking about maybe St. Louis making an offer since they lost Pools. I wouldn't, if I'm, a, if I'm Prince, I don't go there because the, I'm replacing a legend and I want to go somewhere where I'm becoming the legend. You know what I mean? Right. So I, 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 don't, I don't think that happens. Um, and if you go to the Washington Nationals, I mean, you're, you're still in the National League East where, you know, the Phillies and, like I said, the Braves and, and, and now the Marlins, you know, there's no guarantees there. So I, I think if, if he's looking at a team that he can go to to have the best chance to win, to become the guy, because even though Josh Hamilton's big in Texas, mm-hmm. he's, he's not the guy. You know, and I think the only thing that you know you have to caution going to Texas would be, are they going to have enough pitching you know, to be able to compete with the Angels? So, I, I see possibly the 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 Rangers being probably the best fit for him. No, that, I think that's a good call, especially that ballpark for left-handed hitters. They have that little, um, you know, home run porch in right field. Well, and if I remember correctly, wasn't he born in Texas and 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 and, and lived there for a while? I think so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think he might have yeah. some ties there. Yeah, but, I think. You know, that's I think, a good fit. <clears throat> that's a yeah. good fit. And they have a history of good first baseman. Rafael Palmero, Mark Teixeira, Adrian Gonzalez played there. You know, Carlos Pena played there. And they all love playing there. You know, and we'll, we'll just see. I mean, we'll just see what the Rangers pay in, what if the Rangers are even in play for him. Um I know he wants to win. He went to the NLC, you know, NLCS last year. Prince Fielder did, and I'm sure he wants a ring. You know, you see his buddies gets rings, and uh, he'll have. I think my opinion is just an opinion. He'll have to go somewhere where yes, he will be the man, but he will have a strong supporting cast. So it's like one A and one B. Like right. the man in Milwaukee, yes, but you could also argue Ryan Braun was. I mean, Braun won the MVP. Exactly. So, exactly. So, yeah, so well, well, that's going mean, to be interesting to see what happens. I, 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 you know, that that's to me that's the only thing that these winter meetings and Jesse, we talk about it all the time. The winter meetings are always fun because everybody in baseball's there, and these these deals they, they get done sometimes over you know hanging out at the bar or hanging out having a cup of coffee or whatever they might do. It's it's almost very casual how some of these deals get done, and uh, I think this winter meeting did not disappoint. Did it disappoint you? Oh no, no, I mean. It started off a little bit slow, but then the Jose Reyes thing, and then the Mark Burley, and then the Angels, and all these good sound baseball moves in between, you know, the Houston street trade, and different types of things happen, and, and there were good moves. I mean, if you're a reporter, you're a radio host, you're a, a fan, if you're just, you know, any way involved with a game, you, you kind of appreciate everything that happened. I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a good week, and the thing about it, it's not over. This hot stove season isn't over. There's still a lot to be done, you know, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Well, Jesse, listen, it was great catching up with you at the meetings. Great seeing you. I appreciate you giving me the whole hour today. Uh, we covered a lot of baseball, talked a lot about our things, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck, and we will be talking to you, I'm sure, quite a bit during the season. All right, Jim. You just uh, thanks for having me on, and give me a call if you ever need me. All right, Jesse. Take care, buddy. Okay, thanks. That- that was Jesse Sanchez, MLB.com reporter and a national reporter, and of course covering all of baseball. Uh, you know, one of the things about these meetings, and one of the things about the, this part of the year, you can talk forever, and the reactions, the way these things have just impacted teams. I mean, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm out here in California, 
the, the, the angel buzz is unbelievable. I mean, there's guys that have been out here reporting on the angels for 16 years that I've heard on the radio today talk about this is the biggest move they've ever experienced um, in the moves that they are making. Of course, Artie Moreno, uh, you know, a lot of people are joking out here, Artie dropped off the Fortune 500 list, and now he's, he's working his way back on it with all these moves to, to be able to do it. So a lot of things going on, a lot of great things happening in baseball, and like Jesse and I were talking about, there's still one more guy out there, and that's Prince Fielder, that could probably have just as much impact on where he decides to go uh, on a team in a division race. So it's going to be some great things. We're going to have plenty more to talk about. You know, I was talking about it two weeks ago that this was kind of the boring time of baseball. I talked about it last week that it was going to start picking up a little bit. And, of course, we are now in full baseball swing. Uh, you know, we have Christmas coming up. We have January and February still to kind of figure out some things before baseball picks up as far as on the field goes. But more and more deals will get done. More and more things will be happening. And I will be back next week, next Friday, to cover another week of what may have happened while we were off the air. So look forward to seeing you guys. Look forward to talking to you next week because I think we will have a little bit of downtime. We will get to a lot of your emails. I need callers. Callers, start calling in. 1-888-346-9144. Email me at www.jimlayritz.com or jimlayritz at uh, info at jimlayritz.com either one of those send me some emails we'll be talking about those next week and i will have a special guest on also so thank you once again for joining us this week we will see you next friday we're safe for another week thanks for tuning in to the king's corner talking baseball with your host jim layritz We can't wait to have you come back next Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a great weekend.